What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 91. That's 091. Yeah, uh, man. Movie Schmovie Podcast. Can I can I read off some of the songs that were popular in 1991? I would I would love that. Oh man, Color Please, Me Bad. Please, Ronald, Ronald, read those songs. Color Me Bad. I want to sex you up. Gonna make you sweat by CNC Music Factory. Rush, Rush by Paul Abdul. One more try by Timmy T. Wow, Timmy man. T. Gonna make you sweat by CNC Music Factory. Mm-hmm. I thought that was someone else that did gonna nah, make you sweat. Like, gonna make you sweat till you bleed. No, do, 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 do. no, not that. Yeah. Sweat, sweat. Rhythm, take control. Oh. What am I singing? Because I was thinking of what that's. Girl, I'm gonna make you sweat. <laughs> so you can't sweat no more. That's I always thought that song had a rapey vibe to it. <laughs> because he says, if you cry out, I'm gonna push it, push it some more. Oof. Yeah. That's rough, man. You get in trouble for those kind of lyrics nowadays. Yeah, those are... Although that's not really true. There's tons of lyrics that are just incredibly... <laughs> Controversial. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so we skipped once again, week, we, we we jumped right in, but that's 91. 91. 91. What do you in guys... In a nutshell, it's those four yeah, songs. Yeah, those four songs. <laughs> it explains <laughs> the entire year. That's it. Also, uh, Mariah Carey Emotions came out that year. That's that's when everybody... Oh, Motown Philly, Boys to Men. Some big songs, man. But anyway, yeah. Maybe we should do that for every episode at this <laughs> yes, point. Yes. Is to celebrate the nineties. Yeah. As we as we go towards episode one oh oh, otherwise known as one hundred, which we're is just so a few close. away. Maybe we'll 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 bring up the songs that were popular in the year of that number. That's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. Good I don't, idea yeah, I know. It's a, it's a great way to get some banter going at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the episode. So um we we're gonna cover some news stuff, right? Yeah, we have kind of some general topics. There's actually been a lot of a lot of things going on in the last week or so that have a lot of sad stuff. Sad, a lot of good stuff. What's sad? sad? Blockbuster. You're sad for that company? Yeah, man. That uh, that. All right. This, also, this, this is the talking point yeah. I hoped for because because I have to actually side with Ronald a little bit. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Errol's... Because I I think I think we had a different experience with it than maybe you did. Earl, I don't know. Earl, well, what, what, what what is your hate for it? I don't hate it. Well, what was your dislike for it? I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Just for your response to why Ronald was sad. I'm not like, sad because it seems like it's the push towards a, a delivery service that seems to me like it actually does work better and is easier, which is the streaming model and the and the direct download model and all that stuff. Like to me, it's been a long time since I've needed to go into a video store, and and yeah. I think of Blockbuster as kind of the McDonald's or the Walmart of video stores in that. They, you know, they were one of those companies that sort of eradicated all the little, yeah. all the little local stores. The chain stores have actually suffered more in the last few years as far as how many of them have closed as right. compared to the independent stores. But no, I, I just am not sad for Blockbuster as a company, but I am sort of interested to note the kind of passing of the era of the video store. That's, I think, why I, yeah, I, I think I'm that's very what, sad about that. that's where you're going, right? Yeah. Like, well, I don't, I don't know that there was any, like, reliance on the brand Blockbuster. I think it's just more like that's the... It feels like that's kind of like the, the nail in the coffin of of that type of video distribution or vi- you know delivery system like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like there are still a lot of those like you know independent shops that still exist in some way. But a lot of those are closing down too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying, but they're they're still in existence. Is what mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Like, but Blockbuster finally being like the one that's gone is like that's the last kind of. You could look around every one. You know, they weren't even that many left. But I mean, you could see them still somewhere. And I think that experience is just like kind of, you know, it's kind of like it's gone. You know, it's not going to be there anymore. Like our kids, or your yeah. your child, your, mm-hmm. your your little boy, and our kids in the future. Like, you know, they'll they'll never have the experience of like getting a movie the night it came out, and you know, or putting a rental on hold, or like you know, yeah. having, you know, a return. Yeah, I mean, window. I see. I think it's interesting because I started off feeling very much the way you're talking about right now, yeah. being very nostalgic-minded, because I'm very sentimental in that sense. But then I started thinking more and more about what it really represented, and that I hadn't gone into a video store for years, <coughs> mm-hmm. and that I love Netflix, and I love streaming, and I love downloading, and I love all... I mean, that's like, I, yeah. I find that an on-demand works great. You know, so to me, it seems like the bigger revolution is just home video as opposed... Like, I remember when the first VCRs and, and Betamax sure. machines yeah. and all those things started happening, and I remember that being the bit... That was the big revolution, was that suddenly movies, you could watch them at home, because before that was just unimaginable right, until right. they were aired on television. So to me, it seems like everything else has just been one more way of getting that experience at home, and I can say I do have some nostalgia for the going to the video store. Like, I used to remember, like, getting off work at uh, the... Uh, 
the fruit themed computer store that we uh-huh. always used, uh-huh. we all three of us used to work for. <clears throat> and I would come home, and sometimes you'd be coming off kind of late. It'd be ten thirty, eleven thirty, and I there was a blockbuster on my way home, and I remember like on a cold night popping in there and just walking around looking at the new releases. Usually new releases. Yeah, I would yeah. say that that's what that store was good for. Absolutely. was the new releases. Now it, it seems to me that before. I'm much more aware of when it's available for rental on iTunes or when it's available yeah. on demand. And so Absolutely. so I don't really have that nostalgic attachment to to the store, but I you know I I, I can't help but have those types of thoughts too Steve about like it's, well it's an experience you won't have again. I, yeah. I think that to me like bookstores and record stores, I think more about browsing in those stores as this thing I get kind of lost in. I don't know if I've ever had a video store where I've felt like this is my place to get kind of lost. Outside of Video Americaine uh, I, I, here in town, which is a which is a lovingly curated uh, independent store that is also closing soon because yeah. of the kind of move towards, you know, uh, away from like physical at home media, solutions yeah. that don't involve going and get something physical, right? Yeah, yeah, the the video store totally was where I I would get lost. I mean, I Same. worked I worked in in high school and college at two different video stores, one an independent shop and one a a chain. Well, well what was Hollywood Video? And uh, a local chain uh, is Hollywood done now. I I don't I know they like turned into like that gaming store. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but like they oh. were like combined, and then it, the game store took over. I don't. I honestly don't know. But like I mean, that's all I did like growing up. Like that, I was always at the video store. I'd always buy like the cards where you could like prepay for rentals and get like the deal, and you get like the punch card. You know, you could get mm-hmm. more rentals for your dollar yeah. and everything. So it, it's just an experience that I, it's totally, it's total nostalgia for me. You're absolutely right. Like I totally embrace digital media. I'm all about Netflix and video on demand and whatever comes in the future. But it's just another one of those passing things where, you know, my parents have things that they talk about that is like, you know, the way it was and not that the way it is, is, is worse. It's actually better in, in almost every case, but you know, just the, the idea of like a VHS or a DVD or Blu-ray. I mean, in reality, I think that all these physical media formats are going to pretty much not going to be there in, in, Eventually. The, in, in the near future. I, I, the, I believe that. The issue is that internet speeds still aren't where they need to be for it to be everywhere. And there aren't enough agreements with the studios that have new stuff. That, that's the key. And I don't, to, I don't, and to keep things available. Video, I mean, and if you, have a, if you have a decent TV. The reason those independent stores can be so fascinating is because the idea that they're going to seek out films that sometimes would, Netflix wouldn't even have. No, Netflix yeah. had a lot. Netflix still doesn't sure. have a whole but, lot. But when you still. compared it to Blockbuster, Netflix had a lot of foreign films, a lot of independent films, a lot yeah. of the kind of Criterion-style stuff yeah. that you would never find in a Blockbuster. But I didn't, anyway, you were, yeah. you were saying something. Oh, about. Blockbuster. Blockbuster was totally different than... I mean, like I think it was what it was for you guys, but it was also... I lived deep in the city. I couldn't go to the mall. So that was the place where I bought my music. Right. I did all the video game tournaments. I bought my video games there. I rented my video games there. My friends and I got video games. So it was more of it video was games? Diff- it was way different. It was videos. It was movies and video games okay. and music and candy and it was it was it was everything <laughs> it was it was a destination yeah it was it was a one-stop shop well towards the, the end they're selling gonna... like stuffed animals and posters yeah, and anything yeah, every, they can sell anything they could sell yeah. Yeah. yeah so um yeah and i and i and i like the i've been i've been a digital media person since like 2000 give or take right and I still think that there's still a, a I I get things more than most people. We get things more than mm-hmm. most people. Us in this at this table, and I I still think that there's a there's a still a market for physical media. The red box thing is still a thing, and yeah. it will be a thing for a while. There's still an issue with internet connection, and it's still still a thing with the way it comes in. Like, well, like if you're going on a vacation and you're going to rent a, a house out in the middle of nowhere yeah. or something, or you're going to a cabin or something, you can almost count on the fact that they're going to have a, a DVD player in there. Sure. Yeah. And so you grab a few movies off the shelf, or you go to Redbox, yeah. or in the case of as someone with, with a small child, you try to make sure you've got some DVDs to take with you because you know you should be able to play those. I do think that, and for me, I'm still getting over that concept of kind of owning stuff in a, in a way, but I think that's what I've done in recent years is anytime I'm trying to get my hands on the physical version of a movie, I've been buying it mm-hmm. because so that I can have it for whatever purpose as opposed to the rental idea. There's still a large... <clears throat> because, all right, so I, I worked at a video game store a couple years ago and I realized that there's still a huge, huge population of people that want physical media. Mm-hmm. And what's happening is those places are just being merged with like video game places and like like that, that place up in... Towson, it's like half video yeah. game, half rental place. 
these sort of fusions of places like that where you can still have physical media. There's still discs at like 7-Eleven. I see people pick those up every time I'm there. So like, I don't think it's going away. It's going to go away eventually. But that stuff, it takes a long time. We, we we forget sometimes that we're ahead of the curve a little bit. Well, I think that we we are. Uh, well, we're, we're, we're ahead of the curve, Netflix, but it doesn't mean it's. I, I, it doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah, right. it's, it's gonna. Like, happen, but but Netflix Netflix only has a couple million subscribers in comparison to everybody that has physical media. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? Like, there's a shit ton of people that. But the just, num- but that number is very deceptive. Like, whatever number you want to use and say they have X amount of subscribers, how many people? Even if you quadru- per account, yeah. Uses. Even if you added five more people yeah. to each account it still yeah. doesn't equal it's not even close i read actually where the the guy who the the owner and operator of video american which i told you is that is you know there used to be six locations and now there's just one here in baltimore that's about to close down and he said that he knew the writing was on the wall when a 70 year old woman came into the store and said oh i came in here a few times looking for a certain movie and it was always out and then i went and downloaded it on amazon yeah and done. he said what well, he oh. said he was expecting for it to be the youth but that he must said have hurt it, well he, but he said he's not maudlin about it he says yeah. it's technology and everything but it was interesting that he said that's when he knew that things had changed because mm-hmm. people are going to i mean i'm going to try to get my hands on something i want to see as quickly as i can yeah. Yeah. So you, you said how many? You said three million. Three million. Try thirty million. Thirty million people. Yeah, paid subscribers. Forty million around customers. the world or in the United States. Just pe- as a company, I mean, which is probably at least matter. double that it's many pairs of eyeballs. You easily. Know? I mean, That's my crazy. parents have an account, and both my brother and I share it. And our significant others share. I mean, that that's just. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You still, can't you can't yeah. compare the numbers, but I mean, the reality yeah. is that if a, if, a, if a company selling physical media. Or on a rental basis, or you know, a prepaid yeah. or previewed basis, like Blockbuster used to. If they can't exist anymore, you know, like yeah. in turn profits, like you, because what Blockbuster used to make a lot of profit off of was like late fees, yeah, and things like that, which <laughs> drove a lot of people away from that. Because like yeah. you have windows here where you can rent videos on iTunes, and you know you have yeah. a window, and you know what the window is, and you can start and stop it within a certain time, yeah. and you know it's it's clearly laid out. It doesn't have any of the vague return dates that Blockbuster. You know, I do hate, always I used to have, hate and everybody hate that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I it's it's more. It's probably what John said. Like it's, I feel like it's, it's probably more nostalgia. I have no connection to Blockbuster. Yeah, it's more just that that experience of a, of a physical piece of media. Whether you know, maybe more on a rental basis. I I always bought like a lot of stuff from them, like previously viewed and things mm-hmm. like that, because it was way yeah, way too. cheaper. But it was but, impulse buy. It was like I would on the in line. You would yeah, notice they had yeah. Hellboy for seven bucks. Yeah, or exactly. Something, and exactly. you'd be like, all right. But like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, times are changing, man. I mean, it's that's all there is to it's, it. Yes, it's happening. I mean, you see how much look how much cheaper they've had to make uh, Blu-rays and like DVDs. If you look at what they cost, like week of release, yeah. or like you know with a Black Friday sale coming up, look at what they actually you could go out and buy a brand new movie that's been on Blu-ray for less than two months <laughs> yeah. for like ten dollars. Right. That's the way it should that's, be. That's absurd. I mean. It's maybe the way you'd like it to be, but yeah. that's absurd for a studio to be to have to charge that much to get people to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just things are changing. I mean, it, it's it's it's, just, it's it's exciting, it's also a little sad, but Well, the one thing you'll never have to deal with again though is that annoying trip to the video store where you're wandering around for like 45 minutes and you can't decide and you have you ever left with yeah. nothing? Have you ever had the experience oh, of going yes. to a video store and then like getting back and it kind of going There's nothing more dispiriting than realizing like I didn't really have I just came here to yeah. see the weird, the weird thing is I've I've be, I've not lived like that for almost a decade. Yeah. That's a strange Absolutely. That's yeah. a strange thing to it's think weird. about. Like but now you say it out loud, it's weird. It sounds crazy, but I I was telling people I was telling people that a long time. I'm like So give everybody else a decade to catch up to you, Ronald. I think that'll be how long it's that, that'll be how long it takes. I want I just want there to be You're saying that Ronald is a decade ahead of most people? <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean that's what it sounds like. My fear is that the so, Ronald, we have a theory that either you're a decade ahead <laughs> or you're a decade behind. We don't know which one of the one yeah. of the, But you're not of your time. He just learned about sci fi, so I'm not sure yeah. which one <laughs> we can go with. Or maybe it's his own new brand <laughs> of sci fi. Magic in the sky, bro. It's both at the same what time. What is that about? <laughs> magic in the sky (laughs) um but yeah like my fear in all of this is i guess the value of movies just kind of lowering people just looking at movies as like these like what's happened to music already zeros and ones you know what i mean and and it but i i would be sadder to, to never have a record store to go browse in again or a bookstore to go browse in again than a video store. I just feel like it's been a long time since I've needed a video store for that purpose, but I still will duck into 
bookstores and record stores when I see them. You know, yeah. I don't always duck into a video store. I'm just saying that's yeah. kind of so for I, me. I would I, probably be the opposite. I, I see. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like I think it's, the, it's, my nostalgia yeah. is tilted more towards because yeah, no, totally. I've had video. St- I've I've had record stores and bookstores where I knew someone that worked there and I came in and they, they knew my taste and they sure. recommended some things. Absolutely. I've never really had that relationship at a video store. Did you did you read what the last rental that, yes. they, that they ordered was? Yeah, this is the, the end. This right? is the end. It's so, it's, that's it's perfect. Hilarious. That is, man. That's, I think that's, I think but what so does that mean? So I mean, this may be an obvious joke, but how do you, like once you rent it from a store that's closing, what do they do? Do you come... Like, do they come get you if you don't return it, or probably is, not? Yeah, that would you, I mean, I'd I'm run sure a they, bunch I, of. I'm sure games. they do actually. It yeah. probably goes to collections. <laughs> Especially they've got. I, mean, a, I know that they I actually had, tweeted a picture of the guy that, who rented the. Yeah, the, the guy. So like in now Hawaii they've got a picture of you. We actually have a photo, uh, you know, identification of this guy if he tries to skip town with this movie. I, I knew that when I worked at Hollywood Hollywood Video, like they didn't mess around with like late fees. Like if you if you refused to pay it, and then, you know, and a manager wasn't willing to take it off. Th- that would go right to collections. Yeah, like, and they would they would come after you for it. That's so the I don't, worst. I don't doubt it. Hollywood Video same. used to give those stern calls too, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you're oh, a collection late. agency." I got one. You know, yeah. one time I had some fees with. I think it was Blockbuster. I'm sure it was. Yeah, fees. <laughs> Fucking fees. But I mean, did you use Blockbuster for anything but the new release wall after a while? I mean, I, I did. It sounds I like did. you guys did more I gaming did. and more other stuff. See, I, I, I did actually. Yeah. I found their middle section to be kind of jumbled, and it was always like they'd be able to tell me they had it, but then they, we couldn't find it, or I couldn't remember, I couldn't decide if something was a drama or a thriller, and the guy at the counter couldn't somehow look up what section yeah. it would be in. Little things like that started to just drive me away from from the experience. But I was also IMDBing things for for well over a decade too. So that became that became the equalizer for that too. Like I'd I'd look something up. You'd categorize it yourself. I categorize it myself and then I'd go if if we were ever gonna go to a blockbuster, I'd look it up. I'd be like, okay, so this is about this Let's seek this out. See, but I would know that much, but then would not be able to find it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, like, that's Depending the on what shelf someone put it on. Or knowing that the wrong movie could be, like, it could be just where it's not supposed to be, and we would never know. Yeah. You know. Man, they were shitty, I guess. You know, go to so Netflix, it's, it's, you it's, just can't find anything. It's a, I'll thing. get out of here. It's a, <laughs> it's Come just on. a much bigger situation. Let's be situation. honest. Yeah. You, yeah. You, no, you've had I'd, times where you've we, just looked and not found I, anything. I, yeah. I know so many people that we do disagree. that shit. We disagree. Oh, get the That's fuck That's a whole out different out podcast. I, I remember forever. when I remember when Ronald swore that Netflix was going down when we worked at, I was the, right. the, at the fruit store. I was so right. I was so right. When they announced that they were splitting the physical delivery from the streaming. I was so right. They're going down. Ronald, you just said you were so right, but no, they've become like... no. Dude, not, not you, at all. you were the exact opposite of right. <laughs> no. You were like, duh. Because at that point, I was like, I'm no. going to buy some stock. And you're like, nah, dude, they're going remember, down. Remember, I was like, like no, Ronald, down. people love it. What do you pay for a month? $7.99 <laughs> a month. And now they're huge. <laughs> they what I remember I was myself. all the people that were whining about the $7.99 a month being split, and now they had to pay $60. I was blown away. I've always been blown away by Netflix's price. <laughs> it's a good price. If you use it at all, it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's the best deal because. in the world. Unlimited in the world, movies. It's like a better deal than <laughs> eggs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like people get so caught up in and that. And then you have Ronald hey, James you're saying, right. you know what, eggs, you can't find anything on Netflix. literally a steal. Yeah. You pay like two fifty <laughs> yeah. for 12 of them. Yes, they're a good deal. It's a fucking good deal. But I've always thought of that about Netflix. And even when they, the only thing that was kind of goofy, that squidginess around the whole Flickster or whatever that thing was, I yeah. think that was, or Quickster, what was it called? I, I don't oh, even those remember. Were terrible. But you don't hear that guy. He doesn't speak for the company anymore. <coughs> yeah. The guy who speaks for the company now, it actually feeds into our next yeah. topic, is uh, Ted Sarandos. Is that mm-hmm. how you say his name? Who's the chief content officer, which I just love that that's a job title. And he seems to be the guy that has been responsible for, for shepherding all of Netflix's kind of original programming into being. Uh, that the. The attitude seems to more be now focused on their their ideas of like acquiring movies and and kind of changing that model very yeah. much like what we were just talking about it's like leading neat. the I mean they are the brand name for for what they're doing they're talking about making movies they're talking about they're kind of pressuring I mean the big story that made the news a week or so ago that Steve sent to us about how they're kind of pressuring the distributors on, for, in a certain way to. To to like loosen that stranglehold on on that what is what is it a ninety day window now it's gone yeah it used to be like one hundred and twenty days and then it went to ninety wow to, just to get the beyond an exhibitor beyond a theater that when a movie comes out in the theaters yeah. it's got at least three months of being exclusively a theatrical release yeah. before it can be released to other formats do you like, but, do you but like, you know the Netflix has now got a little bit of weight to throw around and can actually maybe you yeah. know like it, it, even if, even though they're not getting a lot of traction it's like he had to walk back from that statement pretty quickly when he talked about like day and date but yeah. when he talked about kind of just shrinking the 
window from 90 days to maybe 45 days or whatever. You know, they can do it eventually. I I think I think it'll happen. Well, it, eventually, it has to be about what the consumer wants, right? Yeah. So, which seems to be what Netflix, what Sarandos is. I saying. wondered. I just wonder if they're being. I guess the studios are being compensated well for sort of the moves that they're making. If not, it, it wouldn't make any sense for them to do it. You know what I mean? Like if. If, Wait, you're talking about what movies Netflix is making? Yeah, you no, know, like I guess I guess what I mean is like if if something goes from like, you know, released December goes on Netflix, I don't know, like January, February, right? right? Are they being is whoever the makers of the movie, the studio, are they being compensated well enough for that to even be a, a an option? Well, yeah, that, that I mean, yeah. that would go into the that's the agreements yeah. that they have to come if, to with the studio. If so, then I, it's going to be like Netflix seems to be willing to spend money on things though, like oh, absolutely. you know, like their series. Oh, absolutely, that they've done. They have like, a lot of investment. They just signed a shitty. Well, it was like a shitty deal with this terrible. All right, so a ten movie deal with like Queen Latifah's flavor unit thing, where it was like a ten movie deal. They they just want them to make a, a movie a year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just pump the movie out, put it on Netflix. It's like under the fifty cent category of movie, but that's a category now. <laughs> but there is a market for it. Absolutely, ne- Netflix. Ha- ne- I will watch. I, this is the thing about Netflix. I will watch a shitty movie on Netflix. I don't know if I'd rent one. But I'd watch oh, the shit out of it. I them. almost never watch anything but <laughs> shitty movies on Netflix. Because yeah. I'll be honest, when I browse the it's movies a on Netflix, movies. it's a lot of blockbusters I've seen already. And a lot, and, of, and a lot of shit. A lot, a lot of, of shitty movies. movies I've never heard of except for when I've yeah. seen them on Netflix, too. So And a lot of indie movies, which I which I, I love about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. it's cool that they, they're bringing a lot of... And, and you know, comedians, there have been a few comedians now who've done, like, specials on Netflix. So their idea of kind of branching out into all this different yeah. kind of program... Zach Galifianakis is a pioneer, though. Yeah. That Live at the Purple Onion was put out like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about. Like it's it was like right when Netflix started. He's a he's a pioneer. Man. And then Louis C.K. Did he do a Netflix he, thing he or did he do? He had something like no, it was uh, Todd Glass, I think, who okay, had a Netflix gotcha. special. But a lot, you know, it seems like a great model. I mean, I noticed your objections. I know you used to spit whenever you would say Netflix, and now you it's, seem to be. I'm a little. I'm softening up. All right. I just want there to be some competition for Apple. I think the way that the way that it's happening is like the reason I think the competition is amazing is that companies tend to do some pretty innovative things in the midst of sort of that pressure, and I want to see what Apple's counter to Netflix is going to be. I think the 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 competitive advantage that it has, and and what will attract. Uh, or possibly attract studios to, to to say yes to this in the future in whatever schematic it is, whether it's forty five or maybe just coming down to fifty, whatever it is, is that it's it's a it's a subscription service. Like it's not an a la carte thing, like a yeah. movie theater mm-hmm. and or like iTunes is, you know, where you're paying for the one thing you want and or the series that you want or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's like a thing that Netflix is con- that's what they're pioneering is the idea of the subscription. The fact that they have more paid subscribers now than HBO yeah. is monumental. I mean, it's in, it's insane. They they don't have you know the content that HBO has in some ways because you can watch tons of movies on HBO that are not on Netflix. What if they're the commercials eventually? Um, I don't think there will be. I what mean, there probably are? there may be ads. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will be traditional commercials like you see on TV. What if it? What if they are for the movie? I don't think there would be. I what mean, are, I'm if, just saying, if there was, it wouldn't bother me if I'm paying seven ninety nine a month. No, see, no, it wouldn't bother I, me. I'm just I saying see that Netflix this could doing, happen. I can see Netflix doing what HBO does, which is like a lot of times if you go and watch a, a, <laughs> one of those cable shows on a prestige channel, if you watch it on demand, sometimes there's yeah, a commercial before or even after. Yeah. But even if it said, stay tuned after for previews of upcoming Netflix series or upcoming Netflix releases or something, I feel like they, th- it's all... I think they are probably going to be very conscious about not trying to taint... That trust, uh, I think it would be strange if they betrayed it with a lot of ads. But who knows? Like maybe they're corporate partners. Like they're they when just they made monopoli- a, yeah, they, they just they, made a huge deal with Marvel. Yeah. So there could be ads for Marvel properties that come in. You know, the, the thing is, once once you monopolize a business, things change. Like like when when Google like I don't remember the way YouTube used to be mm-hmm. when there was like no ads or anything like that. Once they started monopolizing their lane, things mm-hmm. change. But but you still use it, right? Hell yeah, I use exactly. It. But I think that's what I think that's what's going to happen. I'm, I, I think I agree, I agree with you, and I think it probably eventually. It's will. not going to deter me from. It's using not going it, to be the way it is now, like with TV. Right. I yeah. don't think. 
It may be something like more like John's talking yeah. about. It's gonna and be it's going to be something that's relevant to what you're doing. Just like the a lot of the ads are trying well, to be that, on Google. You, you know about that voice voice thing that they're adding, right? They're, they're adding like a kind of Siri sort of thing that they've been beta testing. Oh, I read about like, something. It's like a smart about, thing where you yeah. like talk to it and tell it what you like. And then it's... I just watched something on Hulu today where it let you swap out the ad for an ad you'd rather watch. Yes. Exactly. And, that's, then, and then what happens is really it smart. learns that. Yeah. And then it caters the advertising. That's what I, I think could, it would be. I could do it. Just that. like Google. That's whole. That's the whole Google ad monster that, that mm-hmm. YouTube is, you know. But yeah, I don't know. But but the last thing we wanted to mention was yeah, you, you kind of teased yeah, the it. Yeah, deal with Marvel. The, Did the you read Marvel about this? That, that yeah. Netflix has made a deal with Marvel to produce four 13-episode series about like obscure or kind of small characters and then call it like do kind of what TV shows on Netflix what they did with their movies up to this point is it's going to be animated or no it's going to be they're doing a Daredevil series they're doing uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist they're doing I swear they should have did a I wanted to see a Watchmen so bad but the interesting thing that they're doing is the way that they had movies leading up to the Avengers they're taking these characters and establishing them each in their own series and then they're turning then they're going to culminate that into like a mini series where they all join up and form a team so they're doing the Daredevil that you know they never came to movies they're doing these other kind of street level characters is what they call them yeah and the idea is it's going to be kind of a, a tv version kind of a prestige format tv version of what they've done in the films and what's interesting is so far it seems that they are getting a a, a writer to write each series like instead of a team of writers they get like drew goddard who wrote cabin in the woods mm. and directed cabin in the woods and wrote cloverfield and was a big writer on buffy oh. and angel and all that stuff he's gonna do the daredevil series i think like all 13 episodes he's writing and then Melissa Rosenberg, is that her name? I don't remember. The girl who did Twilight? Oh. And she's actually been attached to this Jessica Jones project for three years. Like when it was going to be a series on ABC or Fox or somebody else, she yeah. was attached. So it sounds like they're taking that, you know, they're continuing to take that approach of getting creators involved who have a passion for the, the character. And I mean, that's an example of the kind of deal that Netflix can make. That's It's hard to imagine... ABC or NBC or anybody like that being able to make that kind of a deal with a studio and say, we're going to produce these, you know, because the, the, the money's there to kind of put into it. The way Netflix does it, there's not a lot of development and shooting pilots that don't go to series. The deal is the deal. You know, you sign yeah. the deal, you get it going. They're going to put the money into it. They put money into making the shows, like, for instance, something like House of Cards. They put money into making the production value on that show really high, not into spending months or years developing it. And there's a lot yeah. of people in conventional television say, well, the process of developing a show is what makes it great. But but it, what, just, what happens yeah. is NBC ends up shooting you know, 60 pilots and choosing two or something like that. Whereas Netflix takes a project and nurtures it and focuses on it. So, I mean, in a way, I could see this being a a great thing for both Marvel and Netflix. Marvel is doing some cool stuff. They Mm -hmm. made Thor cool, which is, to me, one of the most difficult things in the world. He's a cool superhero, yes, Mm -hmm. but for a generation of kids that never really knew Thor... To make it popular is a pretty cool thing. I think a lot of attention is obviously going to Marvel for all of the strategy that they mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. But I think what really is kind of blowing the universe up with the Marvel stuff is their involvement with Disney at this point. Because it was Disney who last year signed this crazy deal mm-hmm. with Netflix that basically beginning in 2016, oh, yeah. they get basically exclusive rights to every film, first run, live, at, live animated, Pixar, Disney Studios, Disney animated films. Marvel, Lucasfilm. Anything. It's that's that's what that deal that deal is huge for Netflix. That's huge. So that's this 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 whole animated thing. I mean, this whole uh, the four series thing that John was that John brought up. It's just another branch yeah. of the tree. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be as big as these movies like we're talking about, like Thor: Dark World or whatever other Marvel film it is. It's just another way to deliver it, and this is the on-demand version that they're going to be. And, able and to Netflix do. has exact data to know what the what they've said is that they know that the Iron Man films, the Thor film, you know, so the the all the Marvel films, but Iron Man and uh, and the Avengers in particular are big successes on their service. They know Absolutely. that people watch these movies. They have yeah. all that data about when you start watching and when you stop watching yeah. and how many times you watch it, and you know all that kind of stuff. So I think that they know this is a safe gamble with yeah. their base to make this deal with Marvel. It's probably... I mean, I see it working up to a point, but I wonder at some point if having all these TV shows on the air and having two movies a year, if it's going to stop seeming like, oh, this is cool, and more seeming like, well, I can't keep up with it. Therefore, it's not so cool because then it just becomes just like the comics where there's no way to keep track of everything that's going on. It, it may happen in some ways. I you think know? the coolest thing that, I mean, I guess it's kind of a branch off of that thing is, is the animated movies that they make that, that kind of... 
<clears throat> they take a they take a story you know and then they do a comic series you've not known at all sure. and then makes it kind of relevant to people and i think that them doing that in movie form through some of these characters and through these <clears throat> series with these street level characters is is doing something that kind of is a sin in the the nerdy world and that's kind of exposing people to this sort of like underground sort of so everybody knows marvel but everybody I, bet, I think the that people that, that love those characters though would be the m- ones most excited about the notion if it's of done it being well. done right if but it being done, done well, yeah. uh, in this in this current thread i could yeah. see people being excited about daredevil in this be thread because there's a lot of people who like for instance hated oh. the the movie that came out a few years back and they've wanted to see this character done justice to so yeah, yeah people will be sitting there with their fingers well. crossed yeah. but i think i mean it kind of gets into an, a thing that i want to say about thor which i think you might be thinking too but yeah because for a second it seemed like you liked it when you said they made thor cool i was like ronald well, thinks Thor's I just, cool. Now. i just mean that like it's it's doing well in the theater i guess yeah. that's what i mean okay by cool you mean like, cool to the crowd cool to cool the, to the crowd and um well, i guess let's go ahead and jump into the movie then you may guess the yeah. movie we're going to talk about this week is thor thor so you liked it uh no no not you thor. thor thor dark world the dark world no the i did not like it oh. uh but I, I didn't i didn't really like it i i think my issue with the movie in general as i was watching it is uh too much cat dennings not enough loki Mm-hmm. Um and, and did you realize that when Loki wasn't on screen that the movie wasn't quite as good? Like well, he definitely made he his adds, parts better. And I think yeah. but the I think between Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, the the best I mean, like Chris Hemsworth as Thor, there's just something he does that's fun yeah. to watch. And he does there's a couple of moments he has. There's one particularly funny moment where he hangs up hangs the, the hammer. hangs the hammer up on the coat rack. Like that yeah. that's totally yeah. based on his ability to kind of carry himself in this way that is pretty like silly, you know what I mean? It's a silly yeah. world almost to have to buy into. It felt like it felt like it was the, the problem. The problem I had with it was like uh, Avengers <clears throat> had both a combination of a very serious and very silly thing that it kind of danced in and out of really mm-hmm. well. And I don't know if Thor attempted to to have that dance, and it felt almost too slapsticky sometimes, like the slapping thing that happened with Loki a couple times. Mm-hmm. I was like, man. It's just, it's just it. It just kind of felt weird to me. Like, yeah. I, I, I have a problem with it if it's not done well, and it feels like everything's trying to branch off of the Avengers thing, and trying to have this like vein of like both funny, and and edgy, and and it's not working for every break off movie. Like, I didn't think that it worked with Iron Man. Like, Iron Man didn't work for me. Thor I, didn't I agree. work for me. And 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 I'm hoping that Captain America can work for me. It looks good, but yeah, yeah it, it could be. A, I mean, I think that Iron Man three had more of a character arc, and therefore I kind of I liked that part of that movie. Mm-hmm. But as far as the, as a movie, I would say it felt it had some of the same problems that Thor: The Dark World had for me, which is just that it was like sort of a succession of scenes and moments. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I felt like it added up that much that's, to a movie. That's it. That yeah. that that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Could have like, been. There was like no magic. Nothing wowed me. No. You know, like who was, was the villain? Well, that, that's one of my main what issues. Is that what the fuck? well, the real villain might be Loki, but the the you know not in this movie. Right. So it's like you're right. Yeah, who the hell was the villain? Like I just think. Yeah, I mean the fact that Loki completely overshadows uh, Malekith is his name. I think. Yeah. yeah. The Dark Elf leader uh, is that's that's a problem. I mean, I think for the movie because you don't really care what happens to him at mm. all. I mean, or at least I didn't. Um, just a way underdeveloped villain, and yeah, just really, a very nothing to work like. And that actor is a pretty cool actor. I was, it's, yeah. you know, kind of curious to see. No, what, it's a very down the middle, just yeah. evil for evil's sake type villain. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just way too generic. And uh, I, I do agree. I, I think that like Hemsworth and uh, uh, Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston is. I think that their chemistry and their charm together is great. And I think I think what Ronald said earlier is I agree. Is that I, you almost get a sense that almost. Like I almost felt that Loki kind of overshadowed the whole movie for me. Yeah, I felt it was like crazy. I want more. Lo- like, why is this called like Loki: The Dark World? <laughs> yeah. Or you know, because I mean, Thor is Thor, and like I, I really well, enjoy I mean, the, Chris the, Hemsworth. The, the, the treacherous characters are always more fun to watch. Yes, anyway. yes, but I mean, not even not even just the fact that he's like treacherous. It's just his charisma and like just that character and i don't know just what what they've done with that character and yeah. i think that actor's abilities i think i just really 
you want to see what happens next with him. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the whole movie, you don't you don't see him this whole film being like an asshole. Right. Yeah. Like you, you get to see some vulnerability, which I think was great. Like, like one of the great scenes, like when yes. he has the illusion up of him being okay in the cell, and then and then you should really see that after you know something tragic happens to the family, like he really has lost it. Yeah. And that's kind of vulnerable. I really liked seeing that, and that's kind of why I felt like I, I identified you know, with him more than just being a villain in this world. Like, well, no, but I mean, I think he's the most, int- he's the more, Loki's would always be the most interesting character in that world for that reason. The fact that his loyalties are split. Because Thor is not going to be, I mean, again, the, the most interesting thing about his character is that, that that swagger that he has. And the way that, particularly that actor chooses to kind of embody the sense of like, he's a little bit, he's almost dumb. But he's not quite. He's just like a blunt force, you know, that comes in and knows. Yeah. So I feel like they play that a little bit for laughs, and I think that that would be a, a benefit of the movie, and maybe even a problem of it is that exactly what you're saying, Steve. It sounds like what you're saying too, Ronald. Is just that the things that work are not the the big elements, the big fantasy yeah. elements. Absolutely. Which which would seem to be. I mean, I would like to think that something would wow me with all this money up on the screen. It wasn't like it looked bad. I just began to wonder watching this film if the if the kind of Marvel house style is is getting either getting a little stale, or it, if maybe. or is it just that when you say when you have like a Lord of the Rings film or something where they're going to do these different civilizations and they're going to put all this energy into you know designing the sets and designing oh, the costumes, creation of a world, and then in, yeah. I didn't I never felt that in in Asgard. I felt like there were some design elements, and I felt like Alan Taylor, the director who whose background is in he does he's directed a lot of great television. I think he did a lot with making the movie look. Like it was a vast improvement over the original Thor Absolutely, film in yeah. terms of the world feeling lived in, and those yeah. fantasy elements did feel more fleshed out, yeah. but it still didn't transport me at any point, and so it always felt a little bit like, I don't know, the old Flash Gordon movie or something like that. There was something a little kind of heightened and yeah. kind of campy about it almost, which again might feed into the fact that therefore the best parts of it are the campiest <laughs> parts, which is the banter between yeah, the two the brothers. Two them, yeah. I th- I think you I think one of the things that's happening now is like the. Some some characters do not belong in modern times all the time. They don't. They can't function in it enough. It that is the corniest thing in the world. Now, Avengers makes sense to me because it's all these kind of characters coming together to save the world in this modern environment. Sometimes Thor functioning in now in today's world is the corniest thing well, in the world yeah, to me. In the comics, it was... I mean, most of the classic Thor stories are totally in the Asgardian realm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, in the comics. And like, I don't mind them coming to the Earth <coughs> and functioning on Earth no, for I know them. what you mean. It's the standard fish-out-of-water stuff. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, old. oh, an apple? Like, yeah. like, why is that so... F- that shit yeah. is not good. It's yeah. It's been done so many times, and it's it's exhausted. It's It's been an... Ex- it's an exhausted sort of avenue to go even down. if my favorite moment with him putting the hammer on the on the coat rack is exactly that that was like a small subtle like yeah. I, I like that what's he that gonna do when he though. walks into a room and he just looks over oh he's just gonna do what everyone else does hang his shit up on yeah. the coat rack but it's just it, it's always an element of the movie that has always made me uncomfortable about yeah. thor man it's a cool idea like he comes from another pl- that's fucking incredible like if that is great yeah i kind of just want part of the reason why i hated wolverine I think there's something really weird about taking a character and then putting them in 2013 and having them function in the world. I hated Wolverine. The new one? The new The Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> the, the two things that really stood out to me with uh, The Dark World, like, mm-hmm. kind of comes off of the some of the comedic stuff you're talking about, which kind of a lot of that felt awkward to me also. But mm-hmm. one was... It's what what seemed like a setup and a complete betrayal of something having to do with Jamie Alexander, who plays Sif in the film. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's hinted at that there may be like a love triangle going on, mm-hmm. and it never really goes anywhere. You know, at like all. It, it builds, it, it kind of <laughs> is teased and it's hinted at a couple times, and even at like the scene when they're talking at the party and she's like talking to him and yeah. you know, kind of flirting a little bit. And it's never. It, it's like it just seemed like a waste. Like she, I, I actually really liked her. I was about to in, say. In I think movie. that we might all wish that he would just ditch Natalie Portman. Absolutely, yeah. I would check yes Sith. in yeah. that column. Yeah. But um, 
You know, yeah, because I mean, they have like, like there's, 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 there's moments in the movie like when you have these secondary characters and you start to see more of a specific one, mm-hmm. and you know, oh well, something's going to happen with that character, or there's a reason that we're <laughs> that she's taking charge here, <laughs> nope. or that she's looking at him, <laughs> or that Odin is talking about her constantly. Yeah, but nothing, nothing happens. I just realized that that is probably a negative symptom of all the long-term planning that they're doing with their stories because what they're doing is putting that in there to see what the audience reaction is to see maybe Sif gets a spinoff film or maybe she gets a series or maybe we bring her back in Thor 3 and there is a love triangle or maybe she jumps ship and goes and she's going to be Wonder Woman well right but but you understand what what I'm saying that maybe like that notion of teasing these plot lines out I think what they're thinking is but I'm not saying I think it's a good idea I'm saying I bet that's the logic behind it is let's put this in here but let's not pay it off yet but what they're doing is they're sort of short circuiting what the appeal of this singular movie might be, which, yeah. which might have more of an arc. In That's it. exactly it. You know, That's exactly like it might it. have more of a character. The point of the characters being there might be more evident. And I agree. Like I thought that as much as I liked the comic relief with Tom Hiddleston and and uh, and Chris Hemsworth, uh, the um, the Cat Denning stuff almost uniformly fell flat. What the hell was that? Ironically, one? yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the 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 bit uh, yeah. the bit that they did where like he's Loki's walking with Thor and he's like changing his form and then he's. That was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was, like, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that's a great cameo yeah. too. Yeah, that was, that, 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 that was hilarious. Well, are we gonna spoil the end? Are we gonna talk about? Well, that? I mean, at this point, you should know and people how big it that is. We're, we're basically. I still wouldn't say that I'm not. Say, if if you think you want to see Thor in the theater, you probably will get something out of it. But it definitely the. I would say it's better than the first Thor movie. That's the nicest thing I will, about it. That I, I, I agree can with say. that. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, agree I still with did too. not really. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like, like it. it a whole lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, my, I don't know. I felt like walking out of it. I think I even mentioned it to, to, to John when we, after we saw it. It was like, there was just so much somehow in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, somehow, yeah. this evil thing works. Somehow, this happened. And I feel like what separates Somehow, it, it's, it's, it happens every 5,000 years. Well, now it's 5,000 years later. You exactly. know, it's like somehow everything. And somehow, on the day that she happened to somehow find <laughs> out about this warehouse that somehow had a time portal yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what separated all that from any other movie that has a similar plot is that I feel like they didn't even like try to explain it. No, like it, there was no not. true attempt to make any kind of sense of it. And I mean, well, that's I, just, I, I started that, off that admiring me. that. I, I will say that I was impressed that within the first thirty seconds they've uh, they've uttered the phrase "dark elves" <laughs> outside of the first 30, yeah. 30 seconds of like, exposition from Odin. Like that's it. But like that moment yeah. at the beginning when they jumped right into this other dimension and they said dark elves, some part of me, some inner nerdy part of me was like, okay, cool. They're jumping right in with both feet into the fantasy elements here. But I don't think that they did a good job of making, like we've talked about it many times, is that you need the rules. And I don't think the parameters of all that interdimensional travel, of what was going on with this convergence, whatever, the, the parameters of that were not defined. And so you just take each scene on like, what's happening now? What did, they, well, what did someone just say is happening now? Well, that's what we're going to go It gets with. confusing because you're trying to find the logic in it and there yeah. really wasn't logic and keeping in mind that the the ultimate end game for what these guys are doing was the destruction of matter yeah you know so let's not try to even make sense of that because that's not really that threatening at all (laughs) you know (laughs) it's fucking weird it's a weird movie yeah, I don't know, but yeah. but even so, I found myself enjoying certain moments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned to me we were texting, and you were like, it kind of felt like. I think it's like a, like a TV show that you were like that you like to watch it, yeah. But you didn't like really find a reason afterwards to really look back and be like that was great. Or, well, no, exactly. It remind, yeah, I think I said it reminds me of a couple of, a couple of pretty good episodes of a show that I really like. Like right. if I if I was watching the Marvel movie superhero TV mm-hmm. show, and then I would say, well, it's been you know the, the, this week's episode was okay. Yeah, there was some fun stuff in it, yeah. but I'm really looking forward to whatever. I felt like yeah. I'm still on board with this whole plan of what they're trying to set up, and I really am excited about. Uh, the Captain America movie just Agreed. based on the trailer and Agreed. I also as much as I know it's a dicey proposition but until we see actual footage for Guardians of the Galaxy like, that was shot for that film yeah. because the little mid-credit sing, mid, uh, stinger that was in this movie which was kind of a teaser of that film was something they shot in like a couple hours they threw together a yeah. set a yeah. script you could tell I, everybody is walking away from the quality of that you know There's something really because weird because Star Trek well supposedly the sets for Guardians of the Galaxy I read somewhere that there are supposedly these that they've built massive practical sets oh, okay and things like that so that and that that looked like it was shot in the corner of a set they weren't using or something this like is that, a so. dangerous thing this is a dangerous oh we should mention james gunn is the director and writer okay. of guardians of the galaxy right. who directed that piece but again literally was called in to do it like they like to do these these stingers like right before the theatrical I release i did not like it but but what it did do is it introduced a character called the collector 
who is involved in a galaxy yes guardians cosmic, of the galaxy cosmic stuff beyond like what well beyond uh dark elves and the <laughs> the ether or whatever they call right, that stuff in right, thor right. like yeah th- th- so the the connection is that these uh, what do they call them? Well, the what Tesseract and the, the Avengers. Infinity Stones. They call yeah. them these things. Well, Infinity we're not Stones. sure exactly how they line up, but they've come out and said that the Tesseract is one of the Infinity Stones, and then that the Which Ether and this is one of the Infinity these Stones. These being stones Infinity Stones. They weren't. They're, they weren't. They're, they're glomming. <laughs> so, okay. they're, they're taking some of the stuff, like yeah. they're consolidating plot lines. To, to, I do think it's neat to see what they're doing, but I think it might be like the love triangle with Sif. Like there's certain elements that. Oh, when we finally see Avengers three in in five years, all this stuff we'll we'll see how important it is. Yeah. I don't know that the I think the average person who waited through the credits to see that scene would just go, "What the fuck was that all about?" Yeah, well, oh, totally. the whole thing. I guess the whole. I thing- was just wowed by you know. I will say nothing. I said nothing, and Thor wowed me. The fact that Benicio del Toro is playing that character like that, yeah. I'll say that wows me. That's like some Star Trek from the 60s type yeah. shit. I you just know? said that. Yeah. It, it totally weird. reminded me of like old Star Trek episodes. Yeah. It's very weird. Absolutely. His, his whole outfit was and like And all that. the creatures, like as they're yeah. walking through, like it yeah. totally... Yeah. But it can, really... can't you see James Gunn actually maybe making something I, fun out of that? I absolutely yeah. do. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah. I'm a, I yeah. like James Gunn a lot. So the, I guess the <clears throat> the Power Stones, there's six of them. There's six of them, yes. And so far, so I guess that means that they, <clears throat> they've, they've introduced two. And yeah. so once they've collected all six that's when thanos grabs it and yeah there's a there's a storyline called the infinity gauntlet which is which is basically this villain gains the powers of a god essentially and so he basically destroys and remakes the whole universe and all this stuff and it's a storyline where essentially all the superheroes die but of course it's a it's about it's a story where things can be undone and redone but it would be a great payoff to this whole phase of marvel if they wanted to like really play out an arc with all their characters a, a movie where essentially everybody dies would be that would be really cool would be the way I don't to think they're going to risk it though I don't, I don't think, think they're going to risk it going. but at some point they're going to want to phase out these actors in these roles and they're going to want to bring in other characters and I do yeah. think that at that it would make sense to try to pay off the you know like a decade's worth of movies with a big story and then maybe reboot or not so much reboot but recast or whatever they can in comics there's so many different ways to say oh this guy's you know this Iron Man now definitely yeah. Did. yeah I think that would be cool I mean I, I wasn't the Guardians <laughs> I know I you're skeptical Mar- Marvel, I'm skeptical yeah, too Marvel I'm not is... skeptical of it being fun I'm skeptical of of mass audiences diving yeah. in I have to tell you that I think that it's a brave thing that they're doing whoever thought to to bring this. Mm-hmm into existence and seeing if it works when nobody i mean nobody besides people that read comic books know this yeah is a huge risk only childhood fans of rocket raccoon like me it's a huge uh, we're excited that they were doing this ridiculous it's it's (laughs) insane sort of i'm you know what i'm wondering what they're gonna do if they do the the gauntlet whole thing are they gonna talk about how he used to just capture people he used to just capture superheroes, like he captured. Well, like, he's, he was in a few stories before that, so yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that they might do a ton of stuff. Because that, that would before, that would be yeah. neat if they showed some of the people that I don't know. Because this character that we're talking about, this guy who gains all these powers in this long storyline, he's supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy as a character, but they haven't cast him or they haven't announced it or anything yet. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, it all seems very. Like at some point it might start to seem risky, but at this point, like Thor d- just did what big numbers for a November release, it was right? Like Eighty something million. Yeah. Worldwide, what's it done already? I don't know. Yeah. It's mediocre. Like three shit. something. Yeah. Three twenty six, three six, three thirty six, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just got it. It got the obvious boost from the Avengers. I think it was up thirty yeah. percent from Thor opening. You know, two two or three years ago. Um, but I mean, you got to. I mean, all I can do is admire the scope of what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and, and admittedly, I, I'm not familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, but but you know, seeing things in like the Avengers, like y- even the the mention of Thanos, and you know, you hear about these things that are happening across these other films that are being made. I mean, they they've got balls. I mean, like they're going they're going full out on it, and mm-hmm, that's yeah. like awesome. As a as 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 not even like the biggest comic book guy, but just as a movie goer. I, I like the idea that like I'm not going and just investing in like these throwaway superhero films yeah. that you know a few years ago were were, were getting pretty shitty, mm-hmm. you know where now they're actually pretty decent movies and like people are really looking forward to them, and um and they don't have to be the superhero film like a you know like the serious ones like Dark Knight which you know even though you know we love those movies, it it's that that's not how these films really play, they're much more of a crowd pleaser kind of like 
saga that you basically have invested in. Yeah. And that's amazing to be in, you know, to be in the middle of it as, you know, uh, you know, teenagers or kids. I mean, if you, you you know, those kids experiencing that now, you know, that's got to be kind of cool, you know? Well, it's a total reinvention of the the, kind of the concept of what a franchise is. Absolutely. If it's it's all taking place in this universe, then it does seem like it, it, I mean, at some point there'll be 20, 30, I mean, presumably they'll keep doing these and there'll be, there's so many characters they haven't even begun to introduce yet that, that they could bring in. So I just think at some point, the interesting thing will be see, to see, you know, at what point does Robert Downey Jr.'s salary get too big or at what point do they decide, well, we're going to do something that hasn't happened in the comics, like kill off a major character because in the movies you might need that, you know, you might need that feeling that something can happen that's permanent. Whereas in the comics, it's like soap operas where where there is no permanent, you know, in comics, someone dies, it's a given that they're going to bring him back at some point my dream my dream is marvel civil war that mm-hmm. is that is my dream but yeah. that they should oh if they would have invested in that that would have been the best bunch of movies but that is that's i mean i love that they're trying to make new soup new fans of new i mean older superheroes unknown ones. well that's the, what they have to the do fact that, that is, they started they, with iron right. man who at the time it's, it's easy to forget now because every little kid has three iron man costumes Absolutely. you know but uh or at least that's how it is in my house i assume all <laughs> little kids do that but that iron man was an obscure character before that movie oh, and yeah. that movie was actually a calculated risk because they they kept it so grounded they picked a character who was the most grounded yeah. it's a guy who builds a suit even though it's an insane unrealistic concept behind it what kind of suit it is and what he's able to build it still is a person who you could imagine that someone would be so good with technology that they'd be able to do that they've moved on now to dark elves in the space of you know five films or whatever so i do think that it's interesting for me to see that audiences actually want to hang on through these extreme fantasy elements if they do i think guardians of the galaxy is going to be like the flashpoint of that that movie might because that's like cosmic that's like Star Wars. That's like space that, opera. That's what stuff. scares me that I might not like it though. Like yeah. I, I'm excited for it because of who's involved. Yeah. But like like I was mentioning to John when we saw Thor, like I think the galaxy vibe of Thor mm-hmm. turned me off. Because from, it was from, done terribly. Well, not even because it was done terribly, because every other of the superhero <clears throat> films in this series, it has some grounding to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like with Iron Man, with Captain America, like, even what you've seen like with the Hulk films, even though they don't all tie together. Right, right. But just thinking of the characters that were in the Avengers, um, or you know, even you know, like the Batman films, it's just I really like the idea of like in this world. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean the threat is the other world. Well, I think that Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna have Chris Pratt as right, the yeah. centering of that because he's the sort of earthling who's been thrust into this crazy world. So if they do if he's you know, I could see him just based on his his ability to make dialogue work, you know, yeah, he's a funny yeah, actor. Yeah. I could see him bringing just the right quality to that sort of that sort of role that you might picture, you know, like young Harrison Ford or Nathan Fillion or someone like that playing. So in that sense, I can kind of, I kind of, but I, How about I a young Kurt Russell. I, totally, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's just list all of our favorite young, young like guys. I would who, love to see yeah. him in that movie. But at any rate, I, I agree with you that it could just fly off the rails because even though I. You know, did read the comics when I was a kid. I haven't read all these stories. It's not like they're all stories that I yeah. like. Malekith the Dark Elf was not a character that I had in my in my <laughs> right, mind right. before seeing this film. So I don't know if those types of elements. It really might depend on just how well done they are. Like yeah, in a yeah. weird way, I think that Thor bites off a lot, maybe more than it can chew in terms of how many things it tries to show you, rather than really digging in. And like we said before, as compared to what Peter Jackson's able to do, where you really do feel like there's real deep world building. This feels like rather shallow world building in in that sense not in the sense of the storytelling but in the sense of the 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 visualization the set design the costume design the language everything feels a little bit like people playing dress up as compared to you know the the best examples of this type of thing so more importantly what can we three Mm -hmm. men here right now as movie movie collectively do to get uh idris elba his own franchise he needs his own franchise I love that man. I do too. He's so good in Thor. Like even, yeah, he even, is, he is even, great in Thor. Even in, yeah, whatever negative you want to say, I mean, like there are positives in this movie and he is absolutely one of them. You know how we had the... Uh, if he plays the new Bond, that, that's yeah, been Yeah, we've like been talking rumor. about that forever. You know how we had he the... does, the, man. I would fucking love it. You know it. the movie Schmovie Awards last year when we had the category of whose year was it? Mm-hmm. I think you could make a case that this is Idris Elba's year just because he's been he's been really strong in a couple of movies yeah. where it's easy for the acting to get lost like in both Pacific Rim and in, in yeah, that's Thor true. he he made an impression when it's you know it's as we've said it's hard amidst all that Doesn't clanging he, and when exploding when does his Mandela film come out is that this year I thought or it was next this year? year November is it, is it, is I thought it was like mid-November maybe maybe, yeah, maybe it maybe could so. be Mr. Elba's year Whee! can't Sat- wait for those awards I, yeah I know yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I, th- I th- that's a yeah. little pre-tease. I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed him in this movie. I think he has, he's just awesome to watch. He has that presence I'm glad about we brought him, him up because... Presence is great. Is because exactly I, is. we were almost going to forget him. But yeah, he was another person who... His, it was great to see him get more to do and to see him play that type of character. Uh, and, and, you know, frankly, I'm just glad that... They had, there's no explanation for why he's like a Norse god, but he's a black guy. I'm really glad that they went ahead and just did that. I'm sure there's some annoyed racist comic book fans gnashing their teeth saying, he's not supposed to be black. But I think it's great. I mean, that to me is a sign of, of an actor getting cast in roles because of what he brings to the role and for, oh, yeah. for nothing else, you know, just because yeah. of, of like his, his charisma. So. I know he's rumored to be in the new Jurassic Park sequel or the Jurassic Park. Holy shit, he's I would a, watch He's a that. part of those rumors. Along with Josh Brolin. <laughs> He's so good, man. Yeah. I agree. I know we always talk positive about him. This is another reason yeah. to. No, I need to finish watching uh, season three of Luther. I'm, I'm not done yet. Luther, Luther has this thing about him where, like, have you ever been watching the show... And he's like, they, they accuse him of doing all these things. And sometimes you want them, them to just be like, why? He's like, why do you think I did this? Mm-hmm. Because you're black. <laughs> 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 they do not treat him. It's so weird. Yeah. In this world that he's just he's just a character in this world. I fucking love that about him. He has that thing about him where you don't even consider that about him. Yeah. No, he's, he's it's crazy. fucking crazy. Before we go, have you heard that there's been some changes to the summer of 2015? Have you heard that Star Wars has now bumped back to December, December. of 2015? Oh, my God. Fantastic well Four, which was coming out in the spring, is now b- being bumped into this like the thick of the summer yeah. films. And I think something else went the other way. Wasn't it Secret Service, the Matthew Vaughn film, is being bumped back from... From June to March. You did get- Secret Ser- Whoa, Secret Service is coming out? In 2015. It was coming out in the summer, but now it's coming out in the spring. Oh, man. I don't know if that's a bad sign. Or no, I think it was... That one may have been moved around a few the, times. The, the comic book? Yeah. But I wonder if... I, Steve, I've heard so much wow. recently about movies... About this summer, movies not getting a chance to breathe. Yeah. That I wonder if people are looking at that summer of 2015 and maybe thinking maybe we shouldn't squeeze all these, these huge properties together. That's something to together. do with it, but they probably also listened to the episode of Movie yeah. Spooky where we kind of broke it down for <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. There's, a lot to, there's a lot to take away from these conversations, and mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody heard it. Yeah. But more importantly, I know you were really looking forward to the Fifty Shades of Grey film, and that got yes. pushed back to Valentine's Day of 2015. But Damn you know it. what? Plan a date now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be here before you know it. <laughs> That's when the new Daredevil series is going to show up on Netflix, too, so we, can, we will have some stuff to do. So if it sells out and you don't get your tickets, you can always come home and watch Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. If you still have your Netflix membership. <laughs> Brought that full circle there. Mm-hmm. So, so call that a call that a callback in the business. Yeah, call that. <laughs> you may have figured out some way to torrent Netflix by then, so there will be no there'll be no reason. There's gonna be a torrent. There's gonna be a torrent of all of the movies on Netflix one day. When we get to a point where like one massive it, I'm telling you, man, it's it's starting to feel like everything is being archived on the internet to a point where it's like Is that what you're calling it now? Archived on the internet? Archived on the internet. <laughs> Yet again, ten years ahead of us, John, or behind, whichever Bootleg way it goes. It's a fancy way to say stealing, <laughs> wheeling and dealing and stealing. <clears throat> All right, but, guys. Yeah, that was that was fun. It was so Thor, Dark World. <laughs> if you're in the Marvel, if you, I mean, if you're invested in this this MCU, yes. as it's referred to yes. among those who know what the hell's going on, mm-hmm. uh, see it. I yeah. think you know. I think even if you just like superhero films like, you know, Chris Hemsworth, they're just some fun. I think it's fun. It's not like a great movie, though. I think it's exactly that. It's like it's an entertaining two hours, yes. but it doesn't really stand up. It feels like connective tissue for this character between one story and another, to but it doesn't next, feel like a story that you'll remember at all. I think I've already forgotten most of it. Yes, yeah, but. same. <laughs> I just watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched it, so. <laughs> Meh. Meh. All right, you can hit us up at uh, moviesmovie.net. <laughs> You can email us, movieshmovie at gmail.com. We have the uh, Movie Shmovie hotline at 443-330-2462 that some people actually use, you know, I, mainly friends of John's oh. <laughs> <laughs> that always send nice, kind words to us. Oh, I'll yeah. let you guys know. I'll get some friends of mine to call it so that we can play some messages on the show. <laughs> there we go. Oh, there we that. go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is good stuff. You can hit us up if you have any suggestions for shows or if you want to tell us what you thought of <laughs> Thor, the whole Netflix thing, or Blockbuster Closing. Or if you um, want to suggest movies for me to write songs about. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, John's still John's got that going on. My song challenge. Song challenge. My movie song challenge. Movie song challenge. It's got to be a better name for it. <laughs> MSC. 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 The movie song challenge universe. MSCU. Yeah. It sounds like a college. It sounds like <laughs> that. Uh, that what's that comedy series like where you last year has like. Oh yeah, he like, makes fun of it like uh, CSI SVU. Oh yeah. 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 
None of it's us know the real name. I don't know. I've seen like two episodes yeah. of it. It's pretty pretty funny. Yeah, it's it funny. Yeah, he's uh, good. But yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And as always, you've made our day. Bye. Take it easy. Have we added a new tag after the tag after the tag? <laughs> you got to keep it going, John. The next one, you got to add something. <laughs> All right. I'm... Bye. Take it easy. <laughs> See you later. So long, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got See, when they think they know it's over, we got to just keep going. By, by episode 100, we'll have like five tags. Right. <laughs> Come on, Pluto! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. Bye, guys. <laughs> You've always made our day. Here is the goal. Back with the bass. Pajamas live in effect, and I don't waste time. Off the mic with a dope rhyme. Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump. And I'm here to combine beats and lyrics to make you shake your pants, take a chance. Come on and dance, guys. Grab a girl, don't wait, make the twirl. It's your world, and I'm just a squirrel. Trying to get a nut to move your butt to the dance floor. So, yo, what's up? Hands in the air. Come on, say yeah. Everybody over here, everybody over there.